Ready. What? You weren't recording the masturbation station? No, I hadn't started yet. Damn it. (laughs) Masturbation station. That actually sounds like like the title of my next spoken word album. It sounds like one of those, uh, you remember the the cartoons? like Schoolhouse Rocks? Yes, Conjunction Junction or Masturbation (laughs) Station. Masturbation Station. Coming to you from Beer Snob City, it's Beer Plus 3, where we attempt to solve the world's problems one beer at a time. Today on the program, we have two of the finest humans this podcast has ever known. First, let me introduce Mike Zamora, a man whose love for his family could only be outweighed by his love for himself. They sit equally on a scale. Yes. I'm sure. Second is Rick Anderson, a man who tweeted before tweets could be twittered transversely through the tweetdom that is the tweetin' verse. Greetings, undulating sea of faceless humanity. <laughs> and with us a special guest, a man whose silence on this podcast has lessened American values and corrupted the moral state of the family unit. Listen to the voice of Eli Ash. <laughs> I hope you all heard that. <laughs> And as always, it is Bree the Intern, the ever-wonderful and intelligent and fantabulous person that we all love and know. Hi. Today is Friday, September 25th, and we are Beer Plus 3. Yay! Yay! It's Friday! My cold's almost to the point where I could probably do the movie guy voice really well. <laughs> In a world where beer is foamy. This is foamy. Mm. Maybe the next time you're in Mexico, you could be like the most um, most interesting American man, right? Most interesting? <laughs> what do you mean? The most interesting. Well, you know, we have the commercial with the most interesting Mexican in or the world. Equis? Yes. You, you could be the American he's version the of that. the most interesting man in the world. I, I don't think they ever really mention he's the most interesting Mexican. Really? Yeah, no. It's, he's just the, the most interesting man in the world who happens to have a Latin accent. No, he doesn't even have a Latin accent. He is he supposed to be Mexican? To. No, he, he's not supposed to be Mexican. He's just okay. a dude. Either and way. he does not even have an accent in it. The the announcer that is announcing him has a slight accent. Oh, well, maybe that's what I'm talking about. But either way, he's on Star Trek, the original series, so there you go. Yeah, <laughs> Done. Interesting the guy, The guy who is the most interesting man in the world had a role in the original Star Trek? Yeah, he was a red shirt, so obviously that lasted oh. a long <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's, I don't always yeah. wear a red shirt. But when, but I, when do, I do, that's my last episode. Drink. <laughs> I drink. <laughs> that's interesting. That my is fa- my favorite one. There's finally is something is, that's is, interesting uh, about him. When, when it just, it, it, you know, it used to just like put a subject up there for him. Yeah. And one of them was manscaping. And he just looked up and went, <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole commercial. No. Nice. <laughs> he's I know not, people who appreciate He's not very metro. You don't even have to be metro. It's just fucking polite. Polite? Is well, it polite? If you want someone to give you a head, if you're not manscaping the right way, they're going to end up getting hair in their mouth There's and they're more of not going to do it. Instead of... Well, a lot if you less knew of that. what you were doing... <laughs> <laughs> so, Honey, you need a comb? I guess, I guess, uh, that was a visual joke. I yes. apologize was, to our podcast. Too bad, it wasn't. Yeah. 
So I would suggest tweezing then. While you're getting, I, 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 I'm assuming you're just getting tweezed. While Ooh, that could head. be actually quite fun. Tweezing while getting head. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I, know. I don't know about that. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> you mean that was tweezing? That, who was like, that? Oh, that was Kathleen. That posted something about her. She got nails done. And yeah. She was like back scratchers. Something, Professional something. back scratchers. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that was yeah. that was always nice. Yeah, no. Pleasure and pain. It's a good time. That all goes away when you have kids, though. What goes away? The back back scratching. You know, I mean, you know, by the time you have kids, yeah, I got to use doorways and shit now. (laughs) (laughs) Just outside with the trees. Oh yeah, I'm marrying this tree. Honey, call animal control. There's a bear in the yard. (laughs) No, it's just me. I think you broke my uh, Rick. That's yeah, it. I keep switching. I break Rick a lot. <laughs> I can break him. Hmm. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you? How was that? Speaking of Rick Manderson, yes. um, how was the Duran Duran Anderson La Freak show? It was. Um, it was not as gay as the Madonna show. I have to say that, which was what? a surprise. <laughs> but that's, that's not even. I necessary. have seen drag shows not as gay as her shows. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was expecting. I was expecting basically the same group that went to Madonna, but it was not even close. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't know enough. I'm not a fan, so I don't really know what to expect, but that was the first thing that jumped out at me. Well, you're and, in Puyallup. I yeah. wouldn't know what to expect either. Yeah. But yeah, the Madonna crowd is definitely very gay. I have no gaydar whatsoever, and, it, and I could tell. <laughs> so it's like, if that gives you any idea. Uh, oh, yes, you do. No, I don't. A guy could come up to me on the street and drop down in front of me and start taking down my pants, and I'd be like, eh, what is he doing? What's this, <laughs> what is going on here? Why, this he's is a in, curious situation. Well, he's interesting. That he's might just be a sign of something guy. else rather than, you know, lack of <laughs> Honey, guitar. don't move. Yeah. If we don't make eye contact, he'll go away. <laughs> After I come. <laughs> these, these homeless guys are doing this to me Okay, honey, never mind. He's, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> Okay, that's bad. He just wants to wash our windshield and get a quarter. That's all this is. <laughs> honey, so, he doesn't have a squeegee. Well, you the, know, the oh, Duran yes, he Duran. does, honey. Yes, he does. <laughs> the Duran Duran concert was actually tolerable. I'm not a fan of them, and I'm not going to say anything about them because my wife loves them like nothing else on the planet. So like, I'm not her name was Rio, and yeah, and she dances. But the on crowd the was sand. really interesting. It was a weird mix. Um, I've often said that the weirdest mix I ever went to was when I went to see Yes. I've seen yes twice. Old people, hippies, guys in suits, young people, teenage. I mean, yeah, just you, everything you could imagine was there. They had a huge uh, renaissance when I was in high school. Yeah. If yeah. you well, didn't yes, listen to Duran Duran, then you weren't in the cool crowd. But Duran Duran had a strange mix, too. We had a, we had a guy next to us <laughs> all dressed up in, in Seahawks gear. Who I think uh, I know, I know, and it was annoying the shit out of Deanne. But after every song, it was what? After every song, he'd go, "Yeah!" We're like, uh, "That's you're in the wrong." <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Not, Duran Duran did not just score a touchdown. You know I, how much you want to bet? If you would have went, dude, you got a beer? He'd pull out a fucking Budweiser. He kept going over to the beer go. garden. He kept going over to the beer garden where, where there was ample Bud Light, and then he would come back, and uh, he would be okay. even more obnoxious. But yeah. Yeah, that was um it was okay. I mean, like I said, it was tolerable. My wife loved it, of course. And awesome. we had, good. We had well that's good, why you went. Yeah, we had a great view of the stage and everything. Um for me personally. Of Simon Simon Lebon. Yeah. She has a crush on John Taylor. 
So, oh, okay. Which one's John Taylor? The bass player. The other one that everyone knows is oh, John about... Taylor and Simon Le Bon. That's yeah. the only two people that anyone knows from that band. What about the drummer, though? The drummer is fucking <clears throat> rad. He's okay. Yeah. He's, all... <laughs> He's okay. He's all right. I don't know. For me, the big surprise was the opening act, actually, which was Nile Rodgers and Sheik. Who is Nile Which, Rogers? Uh, Nile Rogers is, um, he's like the most famous unknown guy in music. He's written a million songs. He, yeah. At one point, he did a, he did a, he, he said, you know, to the crowd, he goes, um, he goes, I've written so many songs, but they're not, you know, other people play them or they become They've hits. They've been made famous. So he did this big medley of all these songs, and it was like, there was David Bowie songs, Sister Sister Sledge, I think, was mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah. It was a, whole, a ton of music, you know. Lots that of good song stuff. that's uh, popular right now called Get Lucky, he wrote that. Yeah, um, which I don't you know, know that song. I don't yeah. know that. But what was really for me personally as a personal mm-hmm. thing? Um, Daft Punk. Yeah, Daft Punk. Um, and I know Pharrell that. Williams. Is that his name? Is that the guy? Pharrell, Pharrell Williams. Pharrell, Pharrell Williams. Yeah, the guy with the floppy hat. Will Pharrell sings really annoying Pharrell. songs <laughs> like about being happy and all that shit. I mean, yeah, you know, <clears throat> music is supposed to incite the emo and the depressed, not make you happy. <laughs> Wow. That's true. But anyway, for... for um, it's too much black. It's too much black. You're wearing too much black. I'll, I'll tell you guys something about me that you don't know, which was the first song I really fell in love with that was not like a kid's song was... Um, was Well, I'll tell you as a setup. Wild Boys. In about, in about third grade, I insisted to my parents that they get me a copy of A Night at Studio 54, which because the disco was like the big thing at yeah. the time. So they got me a copy of that. And the first song on that album was... Uh, yeah, that song. And I loved that song, and that was him. And so then they played that. I didn't realize that was him. I'm watching this. He's playing like a few songs that are kind of disco-y, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of entertaining. And he's a great guitarist. I love his I love his technique. He does this really cool funk technique that I love. But the third song in, all of a sudden they start playing that, and I was like, oh huh. shit, That's okay. Awesome. <laughs> I was like, okay, the little third grader in me, the little eight year old in me, was freaking out. And I was like, like oh, oh shit. my god, I didn't realize that was him. Okay, and you started just strutting. So it was kind of cool for me for that. Um, what's funny is uh, another little funny tidbit about this is my boss actually lives about a half a mile away from the fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. And the next day after I was at work and we had a meeting and he mentioned, he said, holy crap. He goes, that was freaking loud. He goes, we hear a lot of shows over there, but that was crazy. What was going on? Wait. <laughs> we left at one thirty that day yeah, and didn't get there till 6.30 thanks to the president of China. We Yay. were we were coming down I four hundred five. We had no idea that this was happening, and all of a sudden, like, how do you about, not know the Chinese are coming? No, I knew that he was here. I didn't know they were going to be transporting him and closing off major freeways. Well, yeah. yeah, so I can I see for like, what, we're kind of up on a, on a on a little bit of a rise, and we're coming down, and I can see ahead that there's no traffic. And I can see a cop so you out punch in the it. middle. Holy shit, honey! Go all Mad Max. Yeah, <laughs> but we pull up, and we're like about maybe fifteen cars back. And there's a there's a cop stop there, and Deanne's looking. She's going, "Are they looking for someone? What's going on?" Because more cops start coming coming in. Obviously, they're bringing Duran Duran into town. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we're sitting there, and literally, if we had made it, if we'd been there two minutes earlier, we would have made it through that. So all of a sudden, we have to cut over to Seattle. Luckily, there was an exit right there, and everybody let us over. We cut over, went across the the bridge. At, I don't remember what highway the that is. Yeah. Oh, you got Go, charged. Got into yes, we did, and we got into Seattle, and of course, it was completely traffic everywhere. And we start going south. Oh, sure, they sudden, won't charge the Chinese president, but they'll charge yeah. everyone in fucking Seattle. Oh, and 
The uh, other cool thing is, but oh, and also I five was closed, so we hit it again right there and had to get off the freeway and find an alternate route, like using back roads to get there. But we got there. Um, the cool thing is, we got there at six thirty. Deanne really wanted to get a corn dog because we, we that's like a thing. We have to get a corn dog when we go to the fair, so we got a corn dog. We sat down, and all of a sudden, we hear people behind us making noises, and we look, and there's two cars driving through the crowd over toward the toward the grandstand. And we look over and... Oh my in. God, the Chinese president's a yeah, fan of that's a, That was my joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck, he's here too? It's like, fuck, man. No, it was Duran Duran, and we could see through the windows. We could see him. And Deanne, my wife, turned into a fucking teenager right in front of me. She was like, I looked at her, and I could just see it. She goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, they're like... Literally like ten feet away from us, driving through the crowd in into this thing, and I could you could see them the sides of, you know the sides of their heads and stuff as they're going by. So did any part of you later that night feel like a child molester or a pederast? <laughs> no, <laughs> nice. So there's my Duran Duran experience. Yay, I've done it. I'm done with it now. I've told her I will never do that again, but we did it. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. Until the next concert where she goes, oh, man, no. I really want it. It's so important to me. You know, I just love for you to be there. You know, I, I couldn't imagine going to the show without you. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to go if you're not there. No, I mean, it just won't be the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well. Oh, and thanks to Find that, a friend too, I've had today, I woke up with uh, Girls on Film stuck in my head. Girls on Film. Yeah. And then uh, now, right now, right now, I have Rio <coughs> stuck in my head, and I've had that for the second half of the day. So Nice, nice. Deanne thinks that's great. <laughs> I really like a world. But anyway, I'm done talking about yeah. Duran Duran. Why? I'm not. No. <laughs> so what is it we're drinking right now? Mike is pouring This what, is a new pale ale from uh, the North Fork Brewing. Nice. Um, I was going to bring a pale ale from... What's that other company? Uh, Boundary Bay. Because we've never really had Boundary Bay, I don't think, on the podcast. So I thought I'd get Boundary Bay Thank while I was God. at... Have we, we had, not? We, well, we were there briefly. I guess um, really We were there briefly, but we mostly talked about $20 nachos and how long it took to get them. So, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> And uh, Jeff let me try this. The bartender there at uh, the North Fork, he let me try some. And I was like, mm, that's really damn good. I'm going to grab some and take it to the guys. So... Hmm. So here it is in all its uh, loveliness in a North Fork glass for me. Um, I love this beer. I don't know about anybody I else. I, I, like I really one. like it. I like it a lot. I actually jotted down that I'm rating it a two at first, but it's one of those beers I'm discovering the more I had drink it, the more I'm, it's like, I guess, growing on me. That sounds really it bad. It grows on me like that's a wart. A, that's a terrible review, by the way, but it, it is. It's, it, it tastes better as you go, so I'm upgrading my... I'm it is. My it's delicious. I would give this a three. What is our fearless leader up to? I don't know. He's what are you? He's he's the fearless leader is trying to figure out what beer goes next after this. I mean, I don't know. It's pretty good beer. A, we've got a whole slew of IPAs up there, and I'm like, this beer is so good. I don't want to really kill it like immediately, but I don't have anything that doesn't kill it. <laughs> Where's the little? Death well, it's at? a pale ale. So yeah. Mm. Um, so you know, follow this is is an easy three. I mean, this is a, yeah. a great yeah. pale ale. Um, replaces Mysterian. Is that that's their other pale ale? I right? think yeah, it's it's replacing Mysterian. So yeah, I I like this one a lot. I, I do still like Mysterian better. That more is a four for me. Mysterian is just so good, smooth, and it's a little more darker. Yeah. It's uh, it's got a lot more it, bite to it. I think it's it's. It's more flowery. It's a little more hoppy. Yeah, this than is this one. This is an easy drinker. Yeah, this is this is a smooth drinker. Yeah. 
So I think we're going to jump right into IPAs after that because that's it's either that or dark beers or you know I, I, why don't we do it? We're just gonna we're just gonna go into the Black Raven Scotch. Holy and, shit! We're gonna blow shit up. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> what the hell? Well, we have to get you guys nice and liquored up before we get back to the uh, Mexico story. And here, the Mexi- the, oh, his side of the Mexico the story, story which other should be very it. interesting since he's the one that swam down the river. I, th- I think so. it would be appropriate when you guys retell this to be completely out of your mind on it. <laughs> no, well, I'm not getting that drunk again. We were fucking drunk. <laughs> and the stupidest thing was is that we had to leave the next morning like at 7 a.m. Or some ridiculous time. Was that the last day you were there? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. Okay. We had to go get on a bus that at like 7.30 in the morning. And I think we all woke up like a half an hour before we were supposed to leave. So everyone is scrambling and just shoving shit in their bags. <laughs> we left all of my daughter's toys that she brought, except for Augie, her main teddy bear toy. Yeah. Um, Ever all of her toys are still down there. My gl- her glasses are still down there. So oh, ha- half of the clothes I brought... Are still down there, so I, <laughs> yeah, but but we I, left so much shit down there. I mean, so that's ridiculous. kind of a good move, though, right? Because you know you're rolling out of town on a shitty bus ride to nowhere. It's and, not a shitty bus ride; it's and, actually a very comfortable and, bus ride. And you've got this yeah. feeling of success, yeah, really and nice you know buses. you're you're so happy that you're not sitting in Mexican jail that morning. I mean, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> The, the, but the, I was the still that's, half drunk and really uh, the hangover was coming on hard. So. That's always a good ending to a to a vacation in Mexico that you're not in jail, right? I mean, isn't that sort of a universal thing? Yeah, uh, yeah I would well, I, I think anywhere you go, if you wake up in the morning and you're not in jail, it's a good day. <laughs> it's a good fucking day. I can tell you that the morning I woke up in jail really fucking sucked. <laughs> well, it sounds like you have a story. Not too much. It wasn't on vacation. It wasn't oh. very fun. All right, all right. So for, for I guess, for people who didn't hear the last podcast... Um, I don't care if they didn't hear the last podcast. If they, I guess if they want to listen to the last hear your version, Turn this podcast... Just pause this podcast. Go to the other <laughs> podcast, the previous one. Listen to that podcast and yes. you hear a story that I tell about Mexico and, yeah. and silly drunkenness. We'll wait, we'll wait. Silly Let's gringo just, hold drunkenness. On. We'll wait while they listen. Yeah, go pause. ahead. Okay, Stop. Press play on tape. And we're back. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Well, I'm glad you heard that story. Now we're going to hear uh, a different side of that story. We need to turn this microphone yes. toward the uh, silent so, one. It the all started. Man. It all started. Uh, we were Set drunk. <laughs> you were drunk. Okay. Yes, but uh, you started planning this shit sober. That's what's kind no. of entertaining. No. 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 We started planning this stuff drunk a couple of days before. Oh. Let's call it the day before. Oh. So this is a multiple day. This is a multiple day. Thing. Yes. So technically, it was a conspiracy. <clears throat> Probably. <laughs> I mean, you're not you're not drunk if it's meth, right? Yes. No. <laughs> it was tequila. <laughs> it was lots and lots of tequila. <clears throat> so uh, it was night. We were drunk, drinking, and we had heard about the Castro Museum, and we thought, well, that that would be a place to go visit for sure. Were you guys familiar with Castro? Yes. <laughs> Somehow in, in our lifetimes, we've managed to become... So you knew he was like Castro. Satan, and yet you still wanted to go to Satan's museum. Oh, How like Satan? Whoa. He's a communist. He is a communist. He's a pig. He's a communist bastard. He, he's made America fat. Better than a capitalist fat. pig. So. I was going to say, I don't think he's <laughs> made America like fat. Bad. How does, Castro's a good guy. I like Castro. I think he seems. I always. I'm always suspicious of people that freak out when they hear Castro because it's. It's like I'm. I'm sure you have gotten a completely biased retelling of his of his story or whatever. So, um, 
You know. Yeah, well, you know, well, if you don't like America, there's room in Mexican jail for you. It's true. <laughs> it's just a different point of view, I think. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. But we were planning it. Not yes. the break-in, but the visit. Yes, we, we planned just the visit. visit. Just uh, the visit. And we, we, we heard that visit. it was very uh, not... Not high grade security, let's say, it was yeah. kind of a supposedly a very small podunk museum, nothing to it, just a couple of chairs and like, a couple of pictures. When people are telling you about it, is that what's going through your mind? It's low security because that sounds like premeditation to me. Yes. Yes, there was much premeditation. <laughs> yes. It was uh, drunken premeditation. This, this was pretty much the, uh, the, the response immediately after hearing this was well, maybe we should visit it twice. You, you do realize when you step foot into Mexico again, this is all going to be evidence. They're going to have this podcast queued up. Yes, well, I, I did. I did discuss it with the fellow conspirator, and he, yeah. he gave the okay. Okay, he had to check on his second wife. <laughs> Sorry, I just told the fucking story. I could give a shit about it. right? So, well, if there was no prosecution, there, there was no harm done. No, okay, no harm, no foul. No, we we spoke to the police, and they they were, they turned around and, and left. So, yeah. It's on them. If they didn't charge you, man, you're good. We are good, and it seems unlikely that they will extradite us. So. Yeah, I don't think they'll extradite you. <laughs> Planting a book near a museum. That, does seem, that does seem highly unlikely at this an point. international yes. incident, you know? Yeah, really. <laughs> Probably not. Probably yeah, not. I doubt it. No. Uh, but since the security was supposedly so uh, lax, uh, I brought up, well, let's check the place out. And see what it's like, and it would be awesome to go back there at night, uh, do a second visit, and I don't know, just hang out at the Castro Museum. That sounded really cool. So, but when you were saying that, though, were you talking about like actually going onto the property, like past barriers or fences yes. or what? Yes. Oh, I, okay. I, well, okay. I, don't, I, actually, I don't think I explained it very well. That the, the fence that they leaped over, yeah, was a uh, an ancient barbed wire fence that was half. <laughs> Like leaning, there was no it? leaping involved. We walked so, over yeah. it. No, wasn't I watched like... you. I watched you cross the road, but both of you have very long legs, and of course, they're just in their their shorts. So it's like these long white things. Just it was like they were like gazelles. Yeah. They just didn't really leap over the fence, but they didn't step over the fence. It was somewhere in between. So this wasn't like the Jurassic Park fence, right? No, no. Oh, nothing no, like no, that. No. No. That was in the front side. This was the back side. Okay. We were all excited to see the Castro Museum. I thought you were, were going to say you were all excited to see the backside. No, Castro <laughs> Museum, not the backside. That's you. Uh, we the went. Backside of him. Yes. Yeah. We went. We cased the place out. Uh, it turned out to be not we a the podunk little museum. It looked like a very nice modern museum with uh, modern security systems, and, and that largely killed the idea of. Yeah. Let's break there was barking it. dogs and, and all that kind of jazz. It didn't um, occur to you to go there well, during there was, business hours, actually. We did. We went. That's what I'm saying. We went there during yeah. the business hours and actually yeah. took a tour of the place. And uh, Oh, the, you did? Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah. That, that was our first visit, was okay. to case the place and see what it was actually like. So, oh, okay. There was an armed guard, yeah. uh, which was a little uh, disconcerting to the plan, but we figured she probably wouldn't be around at night. Yeah. Right. So did, did, when you're writing your Yelp review, does any of this go into the Yelp review? <laughs> I don't write Yelp reviews. <laughs> uh, what would go into the Yelp review is that it's actually a very, uh, a very nice little museum, and uh, both the hostess and the security uh, guard there were pleasant. And I think uh, did we, they speak English? No. No. But when we go back. Um, 
which I assume will go back at some point. Um, I just assume that we should uh, ask to hang out there for a little while and smoke cigars instead of doing anything else. And I believe they would probably be okay with that. They would they'd be fine. They, yeah. Well, at this point, they know you're a fan. Yes. Well, you might be the maybe. number one fan. Maybe. I just imagine somewhere <laughs> in that museum, there's now pictures of him and, and, and his co-conspirator <laughs> leaping over the fence, half naked. <laughs> like Just different pictures of them looking back and forth. Glowing white because both of them are whiter than the sun. <laughs> oh, I just I, I hope somewhere there's a series of pictures. Well, you know yeah. the Mexican security uh, the security tapes are on Mexican YouTube right now. Right, they're on Mexican YouTube. Oh, there was no security cameras there. That was one of the yeah yeah that was one of the reasons why we thought it would be perfectly fine. Yeah, uh, we noted uh, as was mentioned the uh, back fence was just. Uh, knocked down, and you could walk over it. It was no big yeah, deal. Probably, probably they never perceived a threat. Nobody has I probably would, ever in the history of I that disagree. museum. I disagree, <laughs> actually, uh, as, as you will see later in the story. I think people have done this before. Um, so, uh, you know that town does have teenagers. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> and this is exactly how teenagers would act. Not gentlemen in their forties and. Or, Late 30s, 30s, 40s, 40s, 50s, whatever. It's all good times. You don't die just because you're old, right? (laughs) No, you just drink more. So we got back uh, to the house after going there just for the daytime visit to see the place. Very nice museum. They have this great portrait of Che above the uh, warehouse. It's huge. Yeah, we talked about him last time. uh, The t-shirt guy. Yeah, yeah, and, and there's uh, there's a, a big mural on one side of the uh, museum that uh, probably shows things like liberation uh, themes and uh, stuff like that. And there was one of a mural on the house that had um, uh, more abstract, like crossing of water and uh, a yeah, scene. Yeah, it, it of, kind of featured the boats, and then yeah. it had other things behind it, and you know. Yeah, it was very pretty. Um, so uh, we started to discuss what to do. Um, it was clear we could easily get onto the grounds. It seemed very unlikely that we could break into the proper museum. Uh, I assumed it would be locked well, and neither one of us are lockpicks. It's not going to happen. Not experience with B&Es? Uh, not, not in that sense, no. Um, <laughs> I, uh, maybe simple locks I could do, but uh, I assumed this lock would not. Not be in a Zamora sense. Yes. <laughs> um, but Glenn pointed out. Uh, well, I didn't notice it that the warehouse it's not really locked. It's just closed by some wire. Somebody like a leather oh. belt. They tie it um, up and not a leather belt. A metal metal wire. I know. I know where you might go with a leather belt, but no, it was just a metal wire <laughs> that was closing up the uh, the warehouse doors. Um, Don't they have door handles or knobs or slats or anything in Mexico? <laughs> they got I'm sure me- they, they do. They use wires to close things? They, yes, they used wire for this metal door. I don't know why, but that's what they did. They keep all the museum did. gimps in that yes. warehouse? <laughs> that is believable, I think. <laughs> um, so uh, we figured, hey, that's awesome. We could, we could definitely do the warehouse. But we weren't really sure what we wanted to do. Why were we going here, aside from the fact that it's the Cash Room Museum? Glenn wanted to smoke cigars. Uh, that was his big thing. Uh, there's uh, chairs inside the museum, and we thought it would be awesome to sit on the chairs and smoke cigars and talk revolution. Cuban? 
cigars? Uh, Mexican cigars that we bought. It wouldn't be Cuban. Um, you could have bought Cuban cigars. We could have, but we didn't. We yeah. suck. They're, we they're so expensive. We, we didn't plan ahead far enough for it. We just happened to have some cigars, and we thought that would be great. Because you know you got your ass kicked in Mexican jail if they, you told them the story, and, and, and they were Mexican cigars. We didn't even have the nerve to get Cuban cigars. <laughs> No, they would have been happy with it. They would have been fine. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that everybody would have been happy. No, if they were in a Cuban jail, then they might get their ass. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they would have gotten extradited from Mexico. I mean, this is should be like a this is probably Cuban nationality right here. They probably have accented that that land there and it might actually be a part of Cuba because it's their museum, right? I mean, you know, Mexico's just hanging on to it. No, it's it's Mexican museum. It is, yes. I would think Sorry, Mike. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's trying. He He's trying. He's trying to get him expert. Yeah. He's trying to get him sent off to Cuba. <laughs> hey, man. You know, lots of people would like to vacation there. He could spend the rest. I of was loving vacation. You know the the or the embargo on Cuba got lifted. So yeah, no. Nothing's illegal anymore. Cuba seems like a very nice place. Just, just plan it around earthquakes. You know, make sure one's not going to happen while you're there. <laughs> So we Please, were deciding remember, what to do. Nobody remembers the earthquake like 10 years ago that brought down the whole country? That was you're, you're Haiti. Of Haiti. That was Haiti, yeah. That was Haiti, Mike. I mean, that was only a few years ago. Oh, what the that was thing? Haiti, Mike. Fuck. I got to watch the news more. Yes. I would agree. <laughs> so, your your motivation. <laughs> motivation. We're trying to come up with motivation. We got One moment, cigars. Please. One moment, please. Mike, you're fired. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Uh, we don't want to steal anything. We really don't want to break anything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so my son says, well, instead of taking something, you could leave something. And wouldn't that be cute? And I said, yes, that's oh, brilliant. Oh, now you're no. di- your son is involved. Yeah, Avery's a smart kid. He came <laughs> yeah. up with the idea of, hey, why don't you just leave something? And so we are scouring the house, trying to find something that will fit. Yeah. And we get the idea, well, let's try to make something that's going to fit in well enough that... People will just discover it, this artifact, right? Yeah. Uh, so we're looking at dates on stuff, where it's made, anything in the house. I, I think, oh, you know what would be just terrific is a book. Yeah. Some book that who knew that Castro read this book. Mm-hmm. We could plant anything we wanted, right? As long as it has the right copyright date. So we start looking at the books, can't find anything, uh, Emily suggests, oh, there's this stuff in storage. Oh, uh, all the, no, it was a bunch of boxes that the neighbor was right. throwing away. Plus, uh, um, unfortunately, like, you would have had the, the much pickings had you been there, like, two days before because she had just gotten rid of a shit ton of books from inside that house. Yeah. So, yeah. so you mentioned all the books out, outside, yeah. and so we, we were like, this is perfect. Uh, and uh, so, by this time, we are drinking. So he ended, again, up, they the ended up with a Daniel Steele book. Is, is that when, where this is going? <laughs> no, no, it had to be of the era. Right, oh, right. Okay, okay. So it had uh, to be okay. before 1956. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, let okay. me back up just slightly. By this time, we had started drinking. Um, and the idea was... This so was, it was about 8 in the morning. <laughs> uh, the idea... It was later. It was the afternoon. Early no, afternoon. No, it wasn't. It was morning. It was like 10 a.m. <laughs> Because I force people, when I'm on vacation, I force everyone to drink as soon as they get up. It's our last day there, right? And uh, we have a bottle of whiskey that's basically untouched, a bottle of gin that's basically untouched, a bottle of tequila that's half empty, and then some... Chartreuse. Chartreuse. And then what was, like, 
there's some cheaper version of tequila. I don't know, Mezcal or the liquor. Oh, we had the Mezcal. Yeah, you yeah. guys drink a lot of that Mezcal. Right, yeah, thank you. Why? It was this terrible. You forced oh. it on me afterwards as punishment, actually. <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> yes. Nice. I was fucked up. <laughs> but I, I had mentioned we can't take all these bottles back, so we should finish all of these bottles In tonight. one night. Yes. Unfortunately, oh. it was just like four of us drinking it, though. Okay, so you, you, you point out at... <laughs> oh my we God. couldn't get the kids to drink any of it. <laughs> So we are drinking by this point. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the day has just begun. You're just starting drinking. You're not too inebriated. And from what I understand, it sounds like everybody knows what the plan is. Oh, more or less, yes. And yes. nobody says, this is a really dumb idea. Why don't we just hang out here? Uh, no, I think that was mentioned a couple of times. Mostly uh, Cassandra mentioned that it was a really stupid idea. Oh, I'm glad somebody was um, saying. Did she, did she go along with, with you guys when you did no, that? No, no. She went to no. bed. Oh, she was one of the smart ones. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so oh, wait, no, she was the only smart one. <laughs> we start searching through the pile of books, just uh, sorting them by dates. Uh, if it's not, if it couldn't have occurred or couldn't have been at the museum when Castro was there, then we don't want it. And they're kind of moldy old books, not like you know some well taken care of books. They were going to get thrown away. Um, okay, everything's moldy there. Everything. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's it's ninety five degrees with one hundred and ten humidity percent humidity. I mean, it's, it, you do the have place to take, is yes, fucking humid. You have to take and, special care to take care of books. Yeah, down there. books yeah. need to be hermetically sealed in a baggie um, somewhere. So we're making Safe. these piles, and we we get a pile of books that uh, the dates are right at least, and then we start going through there to see what the books are and uh there was two concepts of what we could do one was to plant something that would be uh shocking right like wow castro actually read this but then the believability was any of it porn no none of it was porn (laughs) damn castro read this 1967 somebody always has 1950s porn laying around their house somewhere in mexico The other idea was, well, this is believable. Of course Castro read this book. Um, And we kind of did both. So uh, uh, one of the books was, I I couldn't tell you the name of the book or the author, but um, I I was informed that it was a Mexican author who wrote uh, uh, fictional stories from the perspective of Uh, poor Mexicans. Um, So that seems like, okay, that's like something Castro might read. Um, Another one was uh, also fairly believable. It was um, uh, kind of like a poor people's history of Mexico. And I, again, I don't know what the name is. And I, that's just what I'm told. No, that was literally the name. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> poor folks' history of Mexico is the Castro, name in Spanish. That yes, that, that's, what, yeah, that's <laughs> that what I'm told it, 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 it was. And then the last one was in French. And that, that's the more unbelievable one. Yeah. Um, and as near as I could tell at any rate, it looked like the, uh, the book was uh, something like Portraits of Women. Uh, hmm. So we thought that would be kind of an interesting book for Castro to have read, and who knew <laughs> that he read French. Um, Don't you think they dust for fingerprints just to, you know? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, vaguely it's possible if anybody really cared. But they would have to think that somebody planted it there before they would actually dust for fingerprints. Otherwise, they would uh, just find it. Yeah, I don't and, think they'd just assume it was Castro's book, would they? Yeah, uh, yeah. If it's found, no, they if it's they, found they amongst go, his stuff, well, who put this yeah. here? And how long has it been here? Is really what they would. <laughs> Portraits say. of women, and why are the pages stuck together too? I don't understand what the deal is. <laughs> who knows exactly what that book was? I, who knows I what he was know. using it for? We don't know. There's racy pictures of Mae West in here. <laughs> 
My God, look at those ankles. <laughs> our primary goal, our hope, it's really just a hope, was to break into the proper museum, and there's this little sitting room that has two chairs and an old TV. But I thought you said radio. that was never going to happen. It was never going to happen. But that was our that was our pie-in-the-sky hope. We really wanted to do that. And then yeah, we that place is probably locked up tight enough. Yeah. They would have never gotten yeah. They could have went up there, but... We were hoping, you know, we could plant the book somewhere uh, amongst the stuff there, and it would just be discovered. We'd have to hide them, right? You can't just set them on top of the TV. I don't know where we, we'd look around and find something. But that seemed pretty unlikely to happen. Um, but the warehouse seemed ripe for the pickings, and Glenn came up with the warehouse theory, Um derisively called Ocean's Eleven Plan by Jeff, um, which uh, the warehouse theory is that, well, clearly they remodeled uh, the museum yeah. fairly recently because yeah, the did. story was that it was, a, it was podunk, right? And it's just clearly not now. So they remodeled it. What that means, they took everything from the museum and put it in the warehouse. And then they remodeled. And then they took everything from the warehouse that they, back into mm. the museum, except for the books, mm -hmm. which would just happen to get left there somewhere lost in the clutter of the warehouse <laughs> for somebody to find at some point. So that, that was our uh, realistic goal. Mm -hmm. uh, we figured we'd go up and we would try the museum door, but it seemed highly unlikely it would actually be unlocked or we could pick it or anything. Did you go up and try it? Uh, in the end, no. We had a dog barking at us, and we thought, well, clearly we can't even try to do anything. There was dogs <laughs> barking and people on cell phones outside and their house. Crocodiles and God knows what else. I mean, at that point, don't you just re-roll? <laughs> but how was the river journey? That's really what I want to know is how was your river journey there? So, <laughs> we'll get to the river journey. We planned first to go okay. by land. Uh, and then, uh, again, Glenn came up with the bright idea, and I concurred 100% on this, that if we are invading the Castro Museum, we have to do it not no, by I'm land, No, I'm the one that told water. you to do it by water. You. <laughs> yes. My version of the story, Glenn comes up with it. Because uh, I told Glenn about it. It's possible. I was like, Glenn, you just need, why don't you guys grab the two flotation devices and float your asses down there? You, all you have to do uh, you is know, paddle. What I'm getting and out of like, this oh, is Oh, wait, maybe that'll work. I, what I'm getting out of this story, now that I'm hearing all these different uh, details, <laughs> is I'm getting that Jeff was outraged by it, but was feeding everybody fucking ideas the whole yeah, time. Yeah, that, that sounds like Jeff. <laughs> this is a dumb idea, but if you do it, you should get on the river and go. <laughs> well, because I thought they wouldn't like, be like, oh, that's a stupid idea. Instead, they went, oh, yeah, wait. It's a so, really dumb fucking idea, but that back fence is really, you could go right over. I recall right talking over. the river as an escape route, and that seemed yes. like a brilliant That was your emergency route. escape that, route, Yeah, thought. that was the emergency yeah. escape route. Um, and, then, and then we said, if we're already considering the river, not me. I didn't say this. I thought Glenn said this. Maybe you said it. I don't know. It's up to you to decide, I guess. Um, it's up to me to decide. You. <laughs> I, I recall Glenn saying, I think we really ought to Ooh. consider uh, an invasion by sea, I think yeah. is what he actually said. Mm -hmm. And that seemed like, of course, how, I, I don't even really? understand how we could do anything aside from invade the Castro Museum by water. Makes sense. So... Uh, we decided to go by water, uh, and I think at that point we were done. We already had our escape plans. Uh, we knew how we were going in. Oh, Jeff, sorry, I left out Jeff. Um, uh, Jeff volunteered uh, to be the lookout. Uh, I don't know why exactly you volunteered to be the lookout, but... 
I don't know either. <laughs> no clue. I was I was about fifteen sheets to the wind. He, he didn't volunteer. You guys told him to be the lookout after he planted the idea in your head. No, no, he volunteered. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> we Got were it. perfect. We uh, Jeff expressed uh, distaste I, at the idea of us doing this, and and I said, okay, well, we need to make sure that we don't get them involved. And then shortly thereafter, Jeff said, yeah. I want to be the lookout. I think the takeaway here is that the whole world is glad that Jeff wasn't a part of the Third Reich because who knows what would have happened if he had been able to something to do. Here's what we should do, guys. You know that Russia place? Let's go there. I think buffs. it's that disgusting. was a joke. History buffs. That I think it's disgusting that you guys are persecuting Jews. But if you wanted to do it, the way to do it would be. You know, Napoleon was a great leader. I mean, he took on Russia. Look how far he got. If you really want to impress me, you're going to do it this way. Otherwise, fuck you. <laughs> okay, so we have the motivation. We got the means to escape. And we've got the way to get in and the plan for how to plant the book. Yeah. Oh, and the so, I, yeah. What yeah. went wrong? Um, <laughs> Did anybody mention crocodiles in the river? Yeah, uh, yeah. Somebody said uh, that um, there's uh, recently been reports of crocodiles. In and the you river. don't stop then. <laughs> no, because it seemed highly unlikely that we would get attacked by crocodiles. Yeah, because there was only like two in the river. It's a big river. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can see a half of a crocodile on river. I'm not going anywhere near it. <laughs> yes, there's, there's a runt of a crocodile on the river. He's only got like two feet. Is this fish that was vaguely crocodile He can crocodile-like. only swim in a circle. That's all he can do is just swim around in a circle. Well, he, ah, fuck that, I'm not going there. There was a guy walking on the banks in a pair of crocs. <laughs> I'm not going there. Please, near it. we all know bad. Ha- he wasn't there. <laughs> We all know how bad he rolls. He would get eaten by that croc. <laughs> I hate no you guys. No one is going to argue with you on that. I hate you guys. <laughs> so Jeff and Yamile, they both think I'm going to go out. They're going to go out ahead of us. I carried like two beers with me. Of course. Um, and <laughs> they're going to be the distraction. Yeah. Uh, and if the dogs start barking, they're the reason why the dogs are, are barking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Glenn and I, we go to the river, which is right next to the house. Uh, there's a little boat launch, and there's a little, cu- there's a couple uh, sitting in a boat, probably having a romantic moment. Hmm. And we walk past them and uh, get watch, in. stare uncomfortably. <laughs> no, they watched us a little bit, but we ignored them because we thought that would be best. And uh, <laughs> we had our little flotation devices, and we got in the river. Uh, we wrapped, of course, we wrapped the books up in plastic bags, and we wrapped our shoes up in plastic bags, and then we floated down river. I'd say we get about halfway down the river, and we can start hearing the dogs barking. And this is mistake number one: is having <laughs> Jeff and Emily go ahead of us. <laughs> that was mistake number always. Yeah, that was. I was so fucking toasted, and my wife was toasted. And the dogs. <laughs> We could hear these voices, and at first we were a little scared, like, oh, shit, are there really armed guards up there? But no, it was them talking very, very loudly. Uh, The dogs barked probably for maybe five minutes prior to us actually making landfall. Uh, This, I'm sure, alerted everybody around there that there's something going on, and let's go look to see what's happening. Lucky you guys got the minority report, dogs, that no one a crime was about to happen and start barking. I can 
can see it's about to happen. Uh, the water's cold. Uh, the bottom's mucky. I'm a little worried we're going to step on something, but it, it really wasn't that bad. It was kind of peaceful floating down until the dogs started barking. Um, and then we land. We don't want to stop, right? We're, we're halfway there. I mean, come on. Jeff, uh, Jeff brought drinks, did you? No, we did not bring drinks. We brought cigars to smoke. Oh, that yeah. was our plan. Um, Yes, stick to the plan. That's an important thing to do. Don't be distracted. Um, We made landfall. We get up. uh, It's a little bit of a steep embankment, but we get up, and there's this really, it's kind of a neat, nifty place to make landfall. There's trees all around. Mm -hmm. There's this flat area. Nobody will see you, right? It's just perfect. And we get up there, and uh, we set our little flotation devices off, and uh, Glenn goes and checks off to one side to see what the hell's happening with all the damn dogs, right? And, and he sees uh, sees you two uh, sitting over by the... Yeah, we were sitting yeah. just on the edge of the river. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Just hanging out, talking loudly. Um, Definitely you weren't the couple making out on the... No, no, no. they were not having a romantic moment at all. Uh, Although strangely they looked over when they, when they got there and the couple was still right there next to them. <laughs> So this this area we made landfall at, um, one of the reasons it was so secluded is that there's fences on all sides of it. Um, like somebody took the time to fence this area off for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and Perhaps it, you're not the first person to make landfall right exactly, there. Exactly, <laughs> yes. Um, and indeed, we go over to the fence that goes towards the Castro Museum, and there's a hole cut in the fence. Oh. As if people have definitely done this before. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's cool. great. So we just climb through the hole in the fence. There's no graffiti like a Che lives or anything like that. Not that we saw. On the, on the other saw. side, there's a there's a fucking Doberman with a pair of wire clippers going. That's right, motherfucker. Come on, <laughs> keep going. Uh, by this time, the bottle of whiskey was gone. The bottle of gin was gone, and uh, the tequila was gone. Half of the mezcal, and uh, nobody really liked the chartreuse. So I love the chartreuse. You know. That's what I was drinking on the oh, way. Well, then maybe yeah. that's yeah. Right. They alcohol so good they named the color after it. <laughs> no, actually, it's the exact opposite of that. They named the color after the alcohol. Uh, I think I think this is a good breaking point to thank our sponsors. Uh, the last beer we had was the uh, Black Raven Scotch. Uh, oh, yes, that was good. Sight, second sight Scotch Ale. Again, my thing with a, a Scotch, I didn't. I'm not digging it. I just I'm not a Scotch person. I guess. I mean, I'm going to concede to your judgments about it because I didn't dig it at all. Huh? Not my yeah, thing. That's an easy four in my book. Uh, uh, it, was it was about three point five. Yeah, it was mine. delightful. Yeah. It was very good. Um, very good. But uh, you know. It's Black Raven. <laughs> They've been doing solid this year. I they have, have not had any issues. Earlier today, as a special treat, when I arrived to work, uh, the vice president of the company came into my office, and he sat down a bag on my desk. Was it weed? It was not weed. <laughs> I looked. I, I was Rice Krispie treats. I sniffed first before opening it, and uh, it was definitely not weed, but... Uh, I opened it and there was a bottle of Black Raven's Trickster in there, and uh, Iron Horse Irish Death in there. So I thought this was a perfect little treat, and you know I think it was kind of a uh, uh, his way of apologizing for throwing away my peanut butter earlier in the week, even though he claimed not to. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this probably. My beat it, buddy. How in, old are you? Do you work in, do you work in second grade? Is I know. <laughs> he threw away your little pretzel sticks, too. 
<laughs> you know how it is when you're working at an office and somebody fucks with your lunch. No, no, I don't. You don't. I keep my lunch with me. I have my own refrigerator in, the, uh, in my office. I've definitely so. never worked in an office like that. It's so. just you, Mike. It's just, it's just well, you. At this, just you. at this table, it's just me. So an angry e- email went out later that day bemoaning whoever the fuck threw away my peanut butter because I was now eating dry bread. And I got many responses going, Mike, if it ever happens again, I've got peanut butter in my desk, but if you leave it out, somebody's going to throw it away. And I got one person claiming they didn't do it. So that makes me kind of think, perhaps the person who claims they didn't do it, the loudest. Well, anyways, I got beer today, and I smiled for the rest of the day. Very good. I wish my boss would give me beer. Did he actually just tell you why he gave you the... Beer? No. No? No. Just He just came in quietly, just quiet as a church mouse, just comes in, sets it on your desk, and slowly backs out. <laughs> I wow. then, I it then, just makes eye contact with you and then looks at the bag. Eye contact with you, looks at the how bag. How much as of a princess do you need to be for that to happen? <laughs> that is exactly how it happened. And later... About an hour later, I got up off of my desk and I walked down to his office and thanked him. I let him know how much I loved Black Raven and how that was like the best part of my day and how I couldn't look forward to leaving work now because I wanted to go home and have my beer. <laughs> hint, hint. Yes. Uh, he didn't let him go no. home early. <laughs> oh, please. Like anybody has to tell me to go home. When I want to go home, I get up and leave. Oh, okay. Mike, what you need to do is take more peanut Mike butter to work, but, but mix in some acid. <laughs> Next time, just smear it all over your desk, and then complain you can't get it. And then just just watch who watch who thinks they're Jesus in the next hour or so. And that's, Any, meanwhile, that's back the in the river. Yes. Uh, well, actually, and we we're should, back. We should we should say also that we we've had the uh, Klamath Basin Brewing Defiance and Double IP. Really, really good. I would give it a three. It's very good. I'd give this a four. I really like it. Yeah, Klamath. Yeah. That's uh, that, Klamath. That's where I stayed at the Elvis Presley Hotel. Yeah. That's like uh, it, Southern Washington. I didn't know uh, there was Klamath Falls. Don't Oregon. Please, don't don't, yeah. don't let uh, don't let Eli know there's an Elvis Presley hotel or a museum. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> anyway, Meanwhile, back in the river. So we have uh, successfully eluded the crocodiles on the banks of the Tuxpan River in yes. Santiago, Santiago uh, de la Peña. Indeed. I also, I want to point out the dogs had no clue we existed. <laughs> they were just so busy barking <laughs> at. The other people I told there. him I was going to be a distraction. Were they chihuahuas? He never said. Were we, they chihuahuas? Tell me they were chihuahuas. No, they were big dogs. Ah, oh, damn it. Uh, but they really weren't that scary. They just no. barked a lot. Yeah. Uh, so we... Uh, Most dogs. We got our shoes on. Yeah. We climbed yeah. through the little uh, pre-made hole in the fence, mm-hmm. uh, ran across a, a little road, and uh, walked towards You're the, welcome for that hole, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think the dogs were barking? Walked or <laughs> Just like you guys are never going to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we leaped over the fallen fence or walked over it. It seemed like walking to me. Uh, Glenn wanted to go running across the middle of the field. I said, no, 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 no. Let's just go along the edge. And we went running along the edge. Uh, you went along the edge of the warehouse and yep. the field? Always. I watched you do, and it was... It was it, the, these guys have long legs. And, they, of course, I'm, I have long legs, too, so yeah. I, I understand that they think it's walking. Yeah. Most of us would think it was running. Or, or did, like, what? gracefully leaping like yeah. a gazelle. You know, did did Glenn uh, listen to you? 
Yes, this Good. time. Yes, okay. this time. I was going to say, you, to whenever you're breaking and entering, you want to listen to the D&D player because they, <laughs> they know how to get around. Well, Glenn's like a that. D&D player. Just, oh, is he? Okay, okay. So so if you're painting this picture, is there like big <laughs> floodlights over it? You know, I mean, if I had a Castro yeah. Museum that I was hosting, I'd probably make sure it was well lit. All that lit. was really on the other side. Yeah, yeah all mm-hmm. that was on the other side of the front. So you guys are in the dark. And, oh. and I, asked, yes. I asked last time, and somebody said there was no face paint. At any point, did you ever think about getting the color no, no. waterproof face paint? No. You know, you could have. I gone suggested that the backup plan. Army was surplus, dollar ninety nine. That was the backup plan. That is ruined if. <laughs> that's completely ruined if you have face paint. That looks like you have planned this out, and maybe you're drunk, but that's not an excuse. But right? did you did you guys learn how to say we are drunk in Spanish? Yes. Oh, good. I think okay. So. Uh, uh, yes, I think my wife was teaching you that. But yes, <laughs> but I'm sorry if you had the face paint on. And then you had a tape recorder strapped to your back that was playing Eye of the Tiger <laughs> while you were breaking into the museum. I think you would have been fine no. saying I am drunk. He needed to have his patron Saint Lotteria, the, the Baracho. Yeah. He the stuck, the stuck to his Baracho jacket. means drunk. Yes, I know. Somos okay. Borrachos. Yeah. Somos Borrachos. Somos there you borrachos. go. You just carry your iPhone with you and get that, get that all queued up. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, I got it right here. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy he had that wave file all queued up to said we're sorry for breaking into the museum. We didn't know what we were doing. It's, we were drunk. You press it and just says in Spanish, we meant to break into this two days ago. <laughs> we go racing around the edge. Yeah. Um, we go up to the uh, front of the warehouse. Um, and we stop because a dog immediately comes leaping at us. Now, I, I had this is wow. mistake number two. Is uh, I thought there's no way they have a dog because the back fence is down. They can't hold a dog in the area. Um, the dog's just smarter oh. than you. Yeah. Apparently, yes. I- Invisa fence. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> no, just no a dog. Word. Just a dog. Just a dog. Um, it's probably the safest place for the the dog, which probably doesn't have an owner. Yes. Uh, so it possibly. probably sleeps there. Mm-hmm. Um, should have brought something for dogs to eat. That would have been uh, a good idea. <laughs> well, you his kind peanut of, butter. Yes. <laughs> you kind of did when you think about it. <laughs> yes. This dog was. Uh, I mean, it, it barked a lot, but I I, I just did this and, and I said go and and it was so threatening yeah it was really nothing just go go and the, and the dog got scared and, and it kept barking at us but it, it started moving away did, did you learn how to say sit bad boy no I did not I did not perhaps bad we dog. should have um, once the dog started barking that uh, destroyed the idea of uh, smoking a cigar yeah. Uh, it also destroyed the idea of even you, trying. You didn't to want to give the dog cancer? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, because uh, we assumed that before too long, uh, the police would come. Haven't yeah. you been tobacco free? You were going to ruin your tobacco freeness on Castro? Possibly, yes. No, he did ruin it. He, they did eventually smoke those cigars, I believe. Didn't I did you? not. You didn't? Uh, no. No. I thought one of you or both of you smoked cigars. I, 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 I don't know why. I don't. I was prepared to be you disappointed in you, but now I'm now I'm still very proud of you. <laughs> it's possible I, I wouldn't have inhaled, but I don't know. It would have been tempting. Uh, it was a very tempting situation. Yeah. Smoke a cigar with the spirit of Castro, basically, right? I mean, that's pretty cool. Well, they, they did have a bust of Castro, so you can yes. smoke yeah. it with the bust. 
So, okay, sure. uh, the dog is barking. This ruins the idea of doing uh, uh, the cigar thing. Yeah. Uh, it ruins the idea of even trying the museum proper. We're just like, we need to get these books in there very quickly. Yeah. Um, what does it cost to get into the Castro Museum? Did it ever occur to you just to repay and uh, say I was visiting? It costs very little. Yeah. I don't remember how much, but just a few pesos, yeah. some number of pesos. I don't know, not too many. Um, we notice the dog comes from uh, uh, a guardhouse. Uh, and this did not occur to us the first time that this was actually a guardhouse where somebody would live. It just seemed like maybe this is a guardhouse as a station. But right now oh, we thought, shit. oh, what if the dog <clears throat> stays there and that's a guardhouse for the guard to stay at night? Well, it's probably the cleaner, let's be honest. <laughs> that's just, guarding is just his other duty. <laughs> so, uh, Glenn... There's a very quick discussion, uh, Glenn, uh, where, where am we determining Glenn? Does he look panicked at all? Because I don't take him as no, being very no, fearless at all. One. Oh, really? No, Glenn's not panicked in even the slightest. He's cool. No. Yeah, yeah no, cool both as a him, cucumber. Both him and I are very cool. Uh, oh, my God. I would have had to change my pants several <laughs> times at this point in this story. Um, uh, there's a very quick discussion. It's decided Glenn's going to undo the wire. I'm going to keep watch. While he's undoing the wire, I'm getting the books out of the plastic bag. <laughs> Um, and uh, so I kneel down and I start keeping watch and, and uh, the main goal is to see if the light goes on in that fucking guardhouse that's right next to us. If it does, then we got to split. Did you come up with like a secret sound like a cuckoo, cuckoo, No, cuckoo. no, we no. did not. No, it was more <laughs> of a... Hey, I had one, but they didn't want to use it. They came up with a secret sound. It's guard! <laughs> So the dog is barking. Yes. I'm keeping watch. Glenn is working the wire. Now the door to the warehouse is metal, and yeah. the wire is metal. So you can imagine there's just this gonging noise, constant banging and clanging of metal on metal. It's super fucking loud. Uh, and, and I'm just watching the guardhouse and also the front gate, right? Yeah. Uh, the concern might be the police would come up in the front gate. Yeah. Um, Oh, they did. They did eventually. Uh, so I got nervous, and I, I, I heard something, right? Uh, like I thought a voice off to uh, not where uh, our co-conspirators were, but in the other direction. Right. And uh, I, I said, shush, and Glenn stopped, and we listened, and, and we stood up, and we took off. Um, we went around the warehouse, uh, and, and then we stopped again, and we listened, and we didn't hear anything. And there was, again, a very brief discussion of, do you just want to go ahead and keep doing this? And there was, yes, why not? And uh, Glenn said, it's going to be, or I, I said, how close are you to getting it open? He said, very close, but the last part's going to be really fucking loud. And I said, fine, <laughs> let's do it. And uh, we went That's rushing the, back. The explosives come into play. <laughs> Uh, I kneel down again, keep watch. The dog now is all the way over by the uh, the front entrance, which is maybe like, I don't know, uh, so, 100 feet away. So this guard dog basically came up and made noises at you and then went and off. Then and then went away when I shoot him away. Yes. <laughs> but but spoiled, <laughs> seemed to have spoiled the entire plan because up until this it. point, it looks, sounds like it's all going. Yeah, it actually does. It actually is is sounding. I know how this ends, so I know this is not true. But it actually sounds like it actually sounds like this was not a bad idea. Actually, I ruined the whole fucking thing by being there. Now that I hear his plan and how they were doing, Jeff, I was Jeff's on his Jeff's on his cell phone calling the cops. <laughs> 
It's going to, I'm getting a killer. This motherfucker's breaking. I am getting a killer fucking story out of this. One way or the yes, other. Yes, Glenn and I were pretty certain that our big mistake was having you guys go out there. So, so I mean, Eli, does it occur? Yes. Does it occur to you at any point? And I know that on a number of occasions, you, Jeff, and I, and a bunch of the fellas have always been out. This is the guy you got to babysit. Like this, this is the guy that requires two or three people watching him. <laughs> He's pointing at me. Yes, we we all know. <laughs> Does what occur to me? That that never crosses your mind. You remember the last time we were in Portland? It, yeah, it, yeah, I do. You poured me into. No, this I is, think I leaped on everyone's laps. This was not. <laughs> think about this. We I got lost in a strip club. I'll have you days. know. <laughs> right. This was not a drunken episode. Yeah. Right, we yeah. got drunk when we initially thought about it, yeah. and then we said, "Okay, this is a great idea." We got sober and we went to the museum and followed through with it. <laughs> and then we went back and said, "Yes, this is completely doable. Now let's drink." <laughs> this was not a drunken episode. This is just like who we are. What you know? Gotta accept this man. <laughs> yeah, accept me for me, mom. So the the uh, break in attempt now is getting very noisy. Yes, yeah. yes. So we go rushing back um, and uh, get to the warehouse doors. Yeah. Recall above these doors. This will become important in a moment. Uh, okay. Above the doors, there's a large portrait of Che. Mm-hmm. Um, a nude. No, just the classic Che face that you'll see on a shirt somewhere. There's like yeah. peep holes in the eyeballs yep. or something like Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Uh, I kneel down to take uh, to keep Henderson watch. Is up there. Keep uh, watch. Glenn is, uh, goes right to work on the wire. It, makes, it does make an incredible amount of noise. Yeah. Um, you can just imagine metal doors being shooken repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, that's basically what it amounted to. He gets it out. It doesn't take long. We open it up, and the fucking warehouse is empty. And this is important because in order for the plan to work, (laughs) there has to be clutter. And you hide the books somewhere in the clutter. Empty fucking warehouse. Uh, Oh, God. We go. That was your Geraldo Rivera moment, wasn't it? (laughs) It was like we we opened it up. That that hails back to something no millennial, even her age probably doesn't remember. They'll they'll go on Wikipedia and look it up. (laughs) You know what he's referring to. Exactly. I know who he is, though. Yes, that's you can look on Wikipedia later. You'll see it. You'll find out. Somebody or both of us exclaim that the warehouse is empty. Fuck! And we go rushing into the warehouse. It's a really long warehouse and it's dark. Yeah. Um. So we go rushing into the warehouse, anyways. Um. Was there any hiding spots in there? Eventually, we found something. So we go rushing. uh, I'm picturing uh, there's a crate in there, and they open it up. It's like, well, there's like the the Ark of the the Covenant. Covenant. Been hiding. Yeah, it goes way off. Fuck it, we'll put this in God and read it. <laughs> I bet they'll never look in here. We go rushing back into the warehouse. Very, very dark. Is that a swastika? <laughs> yeah. Uh, looking for something, anything around here, just to see what is in this warehouse. Right? Yeah. No wonder they keep it closed with wire, right? There's nothing <laughs> in here. They, nobody's probably been in there for years, would be our guess. Probably not since it was remodeled. Um, I have to say I'm impressed that you guys actually got to that point, but to find out there's nothing in it is just fucking so amazing. We get to the back. And actually, it's quite hilarious. We find, in fact, it's not entirely empty. We see these yeah. giant balls, uh, maybe like three feet high. They say Zamora on them, right? <laughs> They're big black balls. No, it's balls. Eli and Glenn. That's what's on them. 
giant fucking <laughs> these balls. huge black balls. And I said, <laughs> Oh, not theirs. I said, There's balls in here. There's nothing but fucking balls in here. And Gwen says, Yeah, balls as big as Chase. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So we're laughing, and we go to the back, past the big black balls, and we go to the framework of of the warehouse. And I, he, Glenn is yelling at me, well, not yelling, but he, he's talking to me. He's like, just find some place to put the books. Is there any place to put the books? And I said, I don't know. And I'm like grabbing the framework, and there's this little cubby behind some of the, the metal framework for the, the warehouse, and I shove the books back there. And I say, all right, we did it. Let's go. And uh, we turn around and we start rushing out. Uh, we get out. I keep watch again. Glenn shuts the door and he starts putting the metal wire through. Uh, not long. And then I see the police come up. And I say, oh, we got to oh go. Police. And uh, there's, there's no real hesitation. Glenn, I think Glenn might have uh, exclaimed, fuck. Uh, and uh, we... Is Glenn drunk too? Because I've not seen him ever like... Yes, drunk. Glenn. Yes, Glenn is. Oh, drunk. He's, yes, he's yes. been drunk. Yes, <laughs> um, he done been. <laughs> uh, we go rushing back the way that we came, mm. and I say, "We are going by river." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fucked that up. That was again mistake and, number three. Yes, this is mistake number three. So we go also involving Jeff. <laughs> we go around uh, the the same path we took do, because do, it's largely out of sight from the front gate. Did the plan ever involve this? And and, and you know. I, Mexican people are short, and you guys are tall motherfuckers. All you had to do was keep moving. They're never catching up to you. <laughs> well, the idea was there's no way they're going to go in the river. Why would the police follow us into the Why fucking would... river? That's so unlikely. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Uh, so I said we're yeah, going the by river. Have they do have boats, though. They do, yes. They do have but boats. But they, they don't usually patrol at night. Mm. So we go rushing back. Uh, I'm in front. I leap over the fallen fence or walk over it or whatever the case is. And I go across this little road, and Amelia's there. And I say, we're going by river. And uh, I go rushing to a fence and where the fence with a little hole in it, and I go crawling through the fence. Yeah. And I get up, and I immediately start to uh, get my shoes off, and I notice Glenn is not fucking behind me. And uh, <laughs> I, I like I pause for a little bit. I'm like, "Where the fuck is Glenn?" And and I, I'm looking around, and I'm like, "What what could have happened?" And I think he he must have saw Jeff and went with Jeff for some reason. Why? What else could have possibly Jeff have was happened? Dumb I, what I should have said, if I had been sober, I probably would have said, "Keep going, keep going. I'll you, just keep going." You with look my back, wife. and he's yeah. halfway across the yard, pushing a giant black ball. <laughs> Taking one of these with me, man. <laughs> that, would be, that would have been awesome. Did you usher him over to you? No, he kind of came <laughs> over by me and was like, <gasps> and I said, well, just fucking walk with me. I don't fucking. Well, he was, oh. he, Jeff was the ringleader, of course. He I was not the ringleader. Ring Why are you calling me ring or leader? I was really drunk, Jeff. He was not a making drunk very good decisions. <laughs> Uh, I've heard Glenn say that he doesn't know what exactly happened. He got to the road, and for some reason he thought I should turn left because left is the correct way to go. Because he's a D&D player, and you always go left in the dungeon. Well, I think I think there's a pun there towards communism. but um, mm. So uh, 
Cute. I figure he must have gone with Jeff, and that's the best I can do. Um, there's this incriminating evidence sitting on the shore, our flotation devices. Um, I, so you jump in the river and go. I grab both the flotation devices, get my shoes off, put them in the plastic bag, and then I get into the river and start walking up river. Um, then you just get on the raft and you start playing your banjo. And yes. <laughs> they have no idea. It's Operation, it's Operation Huck Finn. They have no idea what you're doing. So I get to the boat launch where we first got in. Got the, the bare necessities, the simple bare oh. necessities. <laughs> okay, anyway. Get to the boat launch, climb out of the river, the same couple is sitting in the boat. <laughs> They're smoking cigarettes. They're still having their magic moment. <laughs> her, her pants are not around her ankles or anything like that? Not that I noticed. Okay. I was a little rushed, though. <laughs> the rushed thing he missed is one of them was a serial killer, and one of them was dead. <laughs> oh, they, they, no, they were talking very face-to-face, like lovey-dovey. So there's lots of lovers that. down in Mexico. Man. Yeah. There, there, there's uh, lots of little lovers down They in paid Mexico. me little mind as I walked past them. They were just hoping you weren't telling their spouse. <laughs> Probably, yes. <laughs> Um, it occurs to me at this point as I'm climbing out that uh, the property is walled and gated, and I have no idea if I can get back in. Uh, as luck turns out, I get yeah. to the first uh, exit. If, if and you can get it's to, to the Shea, uh, the Shea, the Shea warehouse, warehouse, I think you can get onto Emilia's property. I would have had to climb over the wall, and it would have been a pain. But yeah, hmm. how do but they, it's a big brick wall. How do they have yes. better security yeah. than the Fidel than the knockdown fence in the back? <laughs> And a fucking wire through some... Yeah, they have better security at her house. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so at this point, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, you know, things have gone to shit. I luck out and the door is open. Uh, so I just go in and I shut the door. I think we left it open on purpose. Hopefully, yes. Hopefully uh-huh. we did. But at, to my fever No, mind, I think we did because uh, both me and my wife were having the conversation, I believe, as we were leaving. It was like, did you bring the keys? I don't know. So we just left the door open. I got my drink. Saves me. That was, I think Jeff's answer at that point. Saved me. Thank you. Uh, so we go in, or I go in through the door, and uh, my thought is I need to get rid of uh, evidence. So I put the flotation devices away. Um, I leap into the pool in order to wash off the river gunk um, and, and just sort of wash myself in the pool as fast as possible. You got away with it. It sounds like you were free. No yes. Kidding. Oh, no, I was totally free. I got away. No, he, he did not have to deal with the cops at all. Um, I wow. got out of the pool, and I go into the house, and Cassandra says, how did it go? And I said, I don't know. Where is everybody else? <laughs> and she says, I don't know. You should have looked at her and said, they're all dead. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> get, your, get your stuff. We got to go. <laughs> Just watch your face go white. <laughs> what did you do, Eli? <laughs> That would have been brilliant. <laughs> so I pause, uh, and I go, and I, I, I say, uh, I need to go after them. And I go upstairs, and, and I say, I need, to, uh, I need to corroborate their story. And I go upstairs, and I immediately start trying to change out of my clothes and get into some uh, uh, non-incriminating clothes. And... <laughs> Uh, Whatever that is, I hear <laughs> clothes that are not soaking. You still wet look or like something. a fucking gringo. Yes, <laughs> it might have been a terrible You're idea. Quite pasty. Yes. yes, his I hate Castro shirt. <laughs> I love Castro. Yeah, I know. Um, so 
Uh, well, I don't know. I don't love Castro, but whatever. He's, he seems like a decent person. Um, anyways. Uh, well, no, he, he kind of went completely off the rails about 45 years ago. Wow. About 57, 60 years ago, he was actually had good intentions. <laughs> there's, there's a difference. So Jeff's booming voice uh, says, ask Eli, are you here? And I say, yes, but I'm naked. Jeff says, all middle, right. Because <laughs> I was in the middle of changing my clothes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I go downstairs. He's like, fuck, dude. <laughs> I'm on my way. It's like, <laughs> be a little more. Uh, Are you rock hard? <laughs> no. Uh, so I change, uh, finish changing, and I go downstairs, uh, and uh, I start hearing uh, about their uh, misadventures with the police. Uh, Jeff is very upset. You didn't hear sirens at yes. any point? I was, I was very angry. Very angry. Jeff was super angry. Uh, he, uh, I just left. He didn't. When I get I angry, I just fucking leave everyone behind. Well, I just first be you made me drink some mezcal. why I'm angry. So. Yeah, yeah. Several shots of mezcal. You said this is payment, and you gave me several shots of uh, mezcal. Yeah. Yes, it was uh, very disgusting. <laughs> it, oh yeah, it's horrid because I just needed somebody to drink that shit because it's yep. still sitting there. Yep. And when I go back there, I'm gonna have to drink that shit. <laughs> but yeah, eventually Jeff left. He was super pissed off, and I can understand why he was pissed off. Because well, uh, he fucked up the plan, of course. Well, he was pissed off well, because I, he had to deal with the police, which is a not a fun thing. It's never. He fun orchestrated a plan and he paid the price. I mean, I, I don't, uh, he, I don't know if he orchestrated the plan. I didn't say I orchestrated. I anything. came up with the plan personally. I, it was my idea. I yeah, have to say, in retrospect, though. <laughs> It almost seems brilliant that you guys went in and did the dirty work, and Jeff Took and the, the, the only person <laughs> in your group who could throw the police off your trail was with Jeff throwing the police off your trail. I mean, it was almost feels. It almost seems like it was. Um, yeah, it actually plan. did go off, kind of like gangbusters. But yeah, that's had I amazing. not been there, or my wife not been there, they probably yeah. would have gotten away with a lot more. Well, I'm. I'm I love that we. I don't. I think the dog would have tripped them up. Yeah. But I think they could have snuck back yeah. and gone through. I think the other dogs in the other house where they were calling the police. Yeah. I watched them call the police. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, I think those dogs would have eventually barked at them. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think anybody would have been calling the police. Well, it's it's great to hear the other side of the story and hear that they Absolutely. actually succeeded in what they were doing. Oh, yeah. No, they did. I told you they did. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean that, not, that warehouse is now just a bunch of black balls with a book. <laughs> with a couple of books, yeah. <laughs> but, but even better than that, I think after this discussion, we'd certainly got a plan for part two. We Retrieve can make this happen. What? <laughs> we, we know where the mistakes were made. It shouldn't be difficult to make this happen a second time and get away with it. <laughs> make sure Jeff is sober, first of all, because... Yeah. <laughs> Somebody knocks him out, like, at the very beginning. <laughs> okay, guys, let's go. <laughs> very nice. So, uh, just to take a little break, we are currently breathing... Breathing. 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 Yes. We're imbibing... Breathing beer. We're imbibing the Heathen Brewing Transcend IPA, which I love, by the way. I'm giving this a four. This is out of uh, Vancouver or something? What? Yeah, I give I this so. about a yeah. two. Really? This is... Uh, Uneventful, unremarkable... Progressive ale for up. the promiscuous palate. <laughs> Well, How could you go wrong with that? I like it. I As like somebody it who actually didn't have the stout before having this beer, yeah. it's actually a 
really good in my opinion. Wait, which beer do you have? Whatever this, the one that we just finished is that the, green uh, one. The heathen. Because I didn't pour you any. That's still the previous beer, isn't it? Mike did you? Did no, Mike pour some for you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 So yeah, I mean, uh, I'm with Jeff on this one actually. Uh, it's a two. Not overly impressed. No, I'd give it a four. Okay, now drink this. Okay. Just taste, just taste that. We've had this one before on the podcast. Ta-da. This is the Black Raven Trickster. Can we say better? Well, it's Black Raven. Of course it's better. <laughs> Black Raven yeah. Trickster. What is it? It's this an IPA. Is, it's an IPA. Oh, okay. And it's absolutely amazing. And this I'm the, tra- I, this is not transcending me whatsoever. Though I do like that they're, they're called Heathen Brewing. And I would like to try more from them. Because I'm not saying it's a terrible beer. I'm giving it a two. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, I mean, I, I like their label, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm behind their slogan of progressive ales for promiscuous palates. I consider I, my I'm palate <laughs> promus- promiscuous. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I would try it again. I mean, it, it didn't didn't knock my socks off. It was just kind of, again, in my mind, this is, almost reminds me of that one that's out of Abbotsford, the one with the frog. What is it called? The green frog? Uh, no, that's the bar oh, in Bellingham. Dead frog. Dead, dead frog. And dead frog, yeah. I dead. would, in my mind, this doesn't taste very, it tastes like a young person's This beer. This would be a perfect Canadian beer. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, it would It would fit. It, Sorry, it, movie jerk. It's, it's not... <laughs> It's not overly developed. It's not it's okay. want to be advanced. The there's, okay. there's not a lot of complexity to it. It's just a simple IPA. Yeah. That's done decently, but I mean, God, a Seahawks fan would enjoy this. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. Wait, there's a Seahawks fan here? No. No, there isn't. Okay. Um, there's not a football it. fan here, I don't believe. But before um, we leave the topic, though, of the, uh, of the break-in, though, I just want to ask, I just want to ask Eli one last question about it, which is, uh, in retrospect... Would you do it again? I only regret not smoking cigars there. Oh. <laughs> nice, nice. But seriously, if you if you would you yes. do this again? Really? Uh, yeah. In retrospect, I, I would how redo lucky it. Lucky you got. With lucky? The no, I think it was no, it was no. Perfectly it was fine. completely. It's now that he's describing what he's describing. Yeah, it's me and my wife's fault for fucking making so much goddamn noise. There is why they call the police. Had I? Oh, that was going to be my other question. Which had is, I? And now, now that I hear his side of the story, yeah. had of course I been sober, I would have been able to make proper decisions and not drunken decisions. Um, <laughs> but I'm. I, ha- I have a feeling I probably would have ushered. Uh, Glenn on and just cr- told my wife to come here and yeah. we could just be a drunken married couple walking down the street. Which yeah. was the, the cops plan. would have been fine with that, but all of a sudden there's this mystery guy that's half naked following us around. <laughs> right. There's so, something wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. Glenn made so a was, terrible mistake going left. That was the only story. <laughs> yes. That was my only he made, question. He made a mistake going left. That was my only question at the end of the whole story now that I've heard both versions of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, how did the cops know? No, know what? How did they find out? How did they find out, and why did they show up? It's uh, because I, people I, were calling the police. But how did they know there was a break-in? Didn't, at the I, they, they don't. Anyone listen to this they podcast? don't. They don't. As far as I know, they <laughs> don't know. Lot, I told you there was people standing on the on, in their house, right outside their house, oh, on cell phones, calling the police. Oh, I didn't get that. I actually re- just said that. Ten minutes ago. So that's why the police are there. to you. I've got you <laughs> completely turned so, down. It's not no entirely clear that uh, there, anybody knows that there was a break-in. Yeah. Um, so realistically, yeah. somebody could put two and two together if they care. But so they what, really don't care. Yeah. What the police know is that there was some uh, drunkards on the street yeah. Um, yeah. and some uh, people who sadly decided to swim the river 
at night to see how far they can Which get. is what my wife was saying, is that like we have some gringo friends that are here. They wanted to swim at night in the river, and yada, da, da, da. And that, that's what that's she was gets, explaining, and they were like, well, what about this and what about that? And you know how cops are. Yeah. So they wanted any excuse to... Yeah. Garner, okay. that's, so that's did, what the so. police know. They could, uh, if somebody notices there was drunk people the in. wire, uh, Glenn did not get the wire completely wrapped up again. He got yeah. it through the, the little um, uh, loops. <laughs> but as far as I know, stuff, none but, of the, and this is my drunken memory, but uh, as far as I know, none of the people that were calling the police around us, yeah. and it was really just one. There was like two houses on that street because it's, it's just dirt road. Yeah. There's two houses on that street. There, uh, one was really small, which is where I saw the person, and then the other house I did see people outside, like looking out of their house and and like peeking around. Yeah. Um, but as far as I know, no one saw these guys. They just saw me, and I'm very loud. Yeah. And then they saw my wife. But we broke on to we we went on to the uh, the the. The area that I spoke of uh, in the last podcast, which was this, essentially, it's a rowing school that was just recently built. So, so plan successful. A hundred years from now, they could find that book. If anybody ever gets the gall to venture past the big black balls, right? They it's, might find is, the book. It is possible. Yeah. So, and they'd have to come back to this podcast for any kind of evidence that those are not yeah. necessarily very uh, probably. Although Castro's I would be books. happy to be noted as the person who planted those books. And I've talked to Glenn, and Glenn is totally happy being yeah. noted as the person who planted those books. That would be fine. <laughs> well, it's such a success. I mean, I'm so glad that we heard your your side of the tale because. Yeah, yeah. When Jeff started to talk about it, I mean, it's a completely different tale for him. You know, he turned ghost white. He was I did? visibly shaken. Yes, <laughs> you were. You, he was shaken when telling the story. He was. He was kind of upset about having to tell it, and uh, it was nice to see that somebody at least walked away with a positive experience. I was the only one that walked away with a negative experience. So, but that was mostly f- because of me, not because of the, what these guys did. So, exactly. As the ringleader, you took responsibility. And no, I, I, it's the ringleader. <laughs> Again, I am, you're I am, fired. I am still convinced that that Jeff was behind all of it and, and playing innocent now. So, it's, it's, no, no, it's no. very Kaiser Sose of you. Uh, you didn't see my limp. It was very convincing. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I got that reference. <laughs> yes, but you're a douche, and no one cares. Do we get him a medal? Yeah. No. Okay. Oh, wait. I can hit him with something metal. There you go. Somebody just pulled the medal out of his ass. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I watched Boyhood, as we said we were going to last week. I couldn't, because my computer or and or um, source for the movie didn't want to cooperate, so I didn't why does a Torrance cooperate with everybody else except for him? I don't know. I don't He's doing know. it wrong, obviously. <laughs> He's doing it wrong. <laughs> anyway, I enjoyed the Richard Linkletter blah blah douche. You like I it? enjoyed it. Uh, is it rewatchable? Probably not. It's two hours and 45 minutes, by nope. the way. It's a long fucking movie, but it's well paced enough to where it doesn't feel two hours. It was. I watched, uh, just to just put some some perspective here. I watched the uh, the new, newest Transformers, which is also two hours and 45 minutes. That felt like 17 hours and 62 minutes, <laughs> So, which would be 18 hours, 18 and, hours and two, two minutes, minutes yeah, but that's okay. Uh, it, it still, imagine 62 minutes. Now, feel that. But it, it was that was that much of a slog. It was a bad, bad, bad movie. This, this was well-paced. 
was it because you were convinced that the on the last episode that you weren't gonna? No, I like I it. didn't think I would like it, and I did actually enjoy watching the movie. It was it was like experiencing a little bit of childhood again. I mean, yeah. was my childhood like his? Not at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're both white kids, so I get it. Um, but it so it, it was remarkable only because of how he filmed it. That was the only, really the only reason that film is truly remarkable. Yeah. Because it took him 12 years to film it. He actually put his daughter in the movie. That little girl is his daughter, by the way. Richard Linklater's oh, daughter. Um, he, he made the movie for $2.4 million, which is not unheard of wow. in this day and age. Especially over 12 years. Especially over 12 years, yeah. What are the other movies but, he's made? He's he's known for doing um, unusual... Uh, his his, his uh, uh, freshman effort was... Uh, uh, what was it called? Slacker. Slacker. Yeah. Slacker was, and I remember enjoying that movie, but I called it cool because everyone else was. I just didn't care because I was too stoned. Um, <laughs> oh, the movie I was thinking of was uh, I was trying to remember the uh, he did the uh, the Philip K. Dick. Um, oh, Scanner Darkly. Yeah, yeah. he did that. He's, that's one of his movies that I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, terrific I film. Really enjoyed that movie. His before movies, I I, I only saw the first one. Those I need right. to watch them again because yeah. this guy right here. Keep saying how wonderful they, they are. are and I really need amazing. to sit down and watch yeah. them again. Um, yeah. But this movie, I think, was much like that first before film, where it's a lot of talking, it's a lot of <laughs> exposition—not exposition. I don't know what you would call that. It was there was just some. There's lots of just discussion, and there's not a lot of plot yeah. in this movie. There's no, there's yeah. not a, nobody's carrying a bag that's the tchotchke that everyone needs to get. No, there's no plot really to the movie. But it's about the kid growing up and coming That's of age so and then realizing. And the poignant thing about the movie is actually the end when his father is giving him advice after he's graduated high school, he's off to college. He gives him the advice that he didn't get himself, essentially. He's, he's passing. His, his kid is smarter than him and understands why shit went wrong in his life. Yeah. That's, that's what happens every generation, right? We, we that's what you can hope, but it generally doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, it wasn't Scanner Darkly. It was a uh, Waking Life. That was the Waking Life. No, oh, Scanner Darkly. Scanning, he did Scanner Darkly yeah, as no, well. Scanner Darkly was his. Yeah, Wait, a, Waking a, Life was his test film. To oh, 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 okay, yeah, that was later. Okay, mm-hmm. I missed it. Yeah, yep. um, I'm looking through his list of films on IMDb, and I'm kind of amazed. He's one of those guys that kind of flies under the radar a little bit. He did the remake of Bad News Bears. Another great film. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> if you're hanging out with your grandma. Yeah, that's a good no. one. The yeah. Bad News Bears, the original, it. is fucking genius. Oh, the original. fucking Walter Matthau. Yeah. Walter fucking Matthau. You cannot replace him. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Days and Confused. I didn't know Day, he did Days that. Days and Confused. Days and Confused is a good movie. Well, I like that one. His sophomore effort, I believe. Yeah, it was his sophomore, really. Yeah. And it's really mm-hmm. where he broke out. And where we get to see a young Matthew McConaughey yeah. chasing the young uh-huh. coon. Yep. As he often does. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Fast Food Nation. He did that. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure about I'm that. I really haven't been really impressed with most of his films, but as I said, Mike has convinced me I need to watch the before films the again. The before trilogy? Um, just because, uh, and I read about three or four articles about his movies and him, and especially Boyhood. Mm-hmm. Well, he likes to capture life. I mean, he, if you're not interested in life. No, I, from what I gathered and from what a lot of these reviewers gathered, Interesting. he's obsessed with time. Yeah. How time affects us, how it affects our relationships, mm-hmm. and, and how it develops us over, over those periods. 
So hmm. it, it's... Or, and this is just me and my weird psychoanalytical self, he's got an anxiety disorder and he's obsessed with his own mortality, thus reflecting on other people's lives and transitions in order to unfocus on his. Yes, but almost all of his films are a reflection of his own life. Dude, no more for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've had like a beer. Yes, but you ate that brownie earlier, so uh, shut up. It was such a good one, though. <laughs> Poor little girl. <laughs> I meant the brownie. So he has three Aww. movies that are the the before sunrise, before sunset, and before midnight. No, that... it's before sunrise, sunrise. after That's the first sunset. No, before sunset. No, it's before sunset. Before sun, <laughs> and then before fast food. And then before, before fast. Food. No, before midnight. It's all before what's movies. The, what's They're all the, before movies. Is that a trilogy in a in a? In it's a, kind of a trilogy over the it, last this, like what thirty years. Uh, but is it is a story yeah. that follows the same characters or yeah, is it same, a, absolutely same, absolutely the same oh, okay. two characters over thirty years? Essentially, this yeah. American guy goes to Paris, falls in love with this French girl, yeah. and they have conversations in Paris. They fall and in then love. the next one is like they catch up with one another. I guess. I yeah. Don't know. He yeah. would know better than I because I have not well, seen. Well, you'll just keep talking about him. That's fine. Uh, no, I, I I haven't seen the first one since it came out. So wow, passive aggressive Mike comes out. I know out Mike's full a little force. angry today. I've noticed <laughs> he's, he's just he's been a, separating himself from us. A, well, or maybe no, he's just I, mad I'm, at me. I'm like, interested in, in hearing. I think he's just mad at me. You might just need a hug, mm-hmm. too, guys. I mean, Probably oh. it's Friday. Oh. It's Friday hug day. Oh. I'm gonna hug Mike. <laughs> I hug everybody though. Yeah, I love okay. everybody. That's good. But I like Boyhood. I. I must admit, I, I did enjoy it. I had to watch it over two days only because I don't have enough time to watch a two-hour and 45-minute two movie. Yeah. Would you say while you were watching it, though, I mean, and, and you, you almost alluded to this earlier, was that you were watching almost from a child's perspective. No, uh, I, I, I often try to, uh, to relate to the main character, and I, I thought that the boy, the little boy was the main character, and, and, or the children were really the main characters in this. And it was... It was Essentially told from their perspective, yeah. I guess. I think I'm too uptight. Like the spray painting. I remember doing that when I was a kid, spray painting shit on the walls of wherever you could mm. and, and doing the stupid little shit we all do. I, um, I think it just points to how uptight I am because everybody I've talked to that doesn't have kids or was able to watch, or yourself, was able to watch the kids and maybe... Uh, I don't em- have em- kids. I just have the one. Right. Unless you count my wife. Yes. <laughs> Which, depending on how many bottles of wine you're into, you know, you're it, it, at least one it, always. If you're able to empathize with the the child actor, that maybe you enjoy the film. Like everybody I know that has enjoyed the film has obviously put themselves in, in the the child's perspective. Me, absolutely. as a parent, and I think I brought it up on the podcast before when I was talking about it. Yeah, I, absolutely. I fucking hated the film because all I could do was criticize the kid for being such a dipshit. And look at all these because he's a he's kid, you moron. But um, just. <laughs> Uh, the scene with the mom when he's going off to college. Did you? You're you're obviously empathizing with the the parents, right. or did you empathize with the drunk dads? No, not the drunk dads. The parents, but but like his mom when he was going off to college, she just broke down. And I, I thought it was a beautiful scene. And, and Patricia Arquette, I, I've always liked her, but uh, uh, True Romance, one of the best movies ever. But oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. a good movie. But. Uh, did you empathize with that a little bit? I mean, with the kid going away and not appreciating what he's been given, and no, I mean, I was always in the current the parent's perspective. I mean, the only thing that, that I was she is the parent. That's yeah, what, that's, yeah, yeah, that's the argument yeah, I'm trying but to make. I don't have kids that have gone away to school yet, so you know, how could I I empathize with that? 
Because you have an imagination, maybe? No, I, you're, you're talking to somebody who doesn't empathize at all. Oh, okay. Ah. okay. You, you forgot about my Asperger's. That's true, true. Your Asperger's? No, it's called narcissistic. Yes. <laughs> Narcissism is something I think we all deal with. Narcissism is something very, very, very different. Just throwing that out there. So, yeah, I mean, the takeaway for this was, you, you know. You don't think this man loves himself that much? No, no, it's different from Asperger's. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Asperger's. Asperger's. I've been there. Asperger's. It's a lovely place. <laughs> Asperger's is what they serve at Good Burger. I just went... I'm <laughs> So at the end of the film, while the kid's getting fucked up in the desert, I went, yeah, okay, makes sense. This kid's... Maybe he's going to figure it out in 10 years from now. What do you mean, now. fucked up in the desert? What? Is he's, what? With the, he's with the other kids. They're all out in the desert doing acid or whatever. No. Mushrooms. He ate, he ate a fucking pot brownie. Pot brownies. Hallucinogenic. What does it matter? Pot brownies aren't hallucinogenic. If you fired again, if you've had, you're fired. If, if stop talking, if you've had, if you've had a decent pot brownie, I'm sorry, you go on a trip. No, I don't know. I've had some pretty decent pot brownies, and I just really enjoyed the buzz. I got I've yeah. Always, you just, I've always heard that people just get just get stomach aches from it. Oh. No, no, not that I know of. I'll have my cousin whip I, you up some cookies or brownies. Well, yeah. apparently your Chip cousin's cooks. putting a little something-something in there. Good I think he's getting that PCP bud is really what he's getting. Because <laughs> that shit will fuck you up and make you fly. Yeah. <laughs> the PCP bud, holy shit. That was one of the first times I got I got really stoned. Yeah. We, um, a buddy of mine... We we were must we were fourteen. Yeah, buddy of mine stole a bunch of pot from his his older brother, mm-hmm. and we went off into the woods. You know when you're driving down I five through uh, Burlington, yeah, um, and you see Hugo Helmer music, and right next to it is that big patch of woods. Mm-hmm. That's where we got big. <laughs> we did a lot there. I did a lot there, but uh, um, that's where we got stoned for the first time. Yeah. And he. We lived in that neighborhood, like right behind that. Yeah, and he stole a bunch of pot, and we we're running like, "Why is why did I thought it was supposed to be green?" And we make <laughs> somebody knew how to make the 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 pot can, you yes, know, the can that yeah, you smoke the pot yeah. out of. So we yeah. smoked the pot, and we all just went fucking apey. Wow, that yeah. was the only time I ever had the PCP. And his brother later said, "You weren't, you did what?" And got really pissed at him because that, that was PCP on that shit. Like oh shit! I wasn't we even did, gonna smoke that. I'm like oh god, we did that. <laughs> when I was 19, I was out in um some woods out in uh the north. You were in a way. Uh, what? Nothing. <laughs> Whoa, dude. She's uh, we, being a dick. We went out out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> out in the woods, out in this. Uh, you'd drive along these these back roads, and a friend of mine knew about this place near a river, where there for some bizarre reason there was just. Like somebody had built an area, like a covered area. So we went out there, and it didn't seem like anybody knew about it. So we went out there, way out in the middle of fucking nowhere, yeah. at nighttime. And he had some pot, and so we started to get high. And it was laced with something. And it, it was actually evening. The sun was going down, and it was getting dark. And I remember it was like, okay, this is like going way past anything I expect to have happen. Off the rails. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm trying to like get control. I'm trying to like, okay. I gotta like figure out what's that going on like here. Sounds like you, right? Yeah, I wanna, sounds like you. I Me, we were just like fucking Lord of the Flies. There was what? shit flying everywhere. <laughs> Most of us were half naked at one point. <laughs> we're screaming at each other. Spittle is flying in each other's faces. But this is wonderful. this is crazy. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting and I'm trying to get myself. I'm trying to calm down. I'm like, we killed some fat kid. It was <laughs> so awesome. What the hell's going on? And I can hear way out in the woods somebody going Rick, and I'm going. <laughs> What? Who knows that I'm out here? 
and I hear Rick, and I'm just like going, oh. Meanwhile, it's right God. next to you. <laughs> no, no, and I'm looking. I'm just looking around, and, and it's it's like distant, really distant, like barely hear it, like just on the edge of your audio, you know, audio perception. I can hear Rick, and I turn. I turn to the guys, and I go, "Do you guys hear that?" Oh, that's when everyone gets quiet. I know. And shit I know. Goes fucking. And nuts. then, and then, as soon, after I asked, "Do you guys hear that?" One of the guys I was with was named Brian. Brian, like, did, did you hear it? You heard that, right? That was your name. <laughs> I was like, "Oh <laughs> fuck, man!" And so, of course, it's getting dark, and I'm like, "Going, oh, this is not good. I don't know what the it fuck's going very on." Good. I know, and fortunately, the the people I was were with apparently must have known something was going on, so they they changed the topic fast, and we got all very happy suddenly. And I was like, "Okay, good, we've changed the mood. The mood has altered. Exactly. I don't know who's when you're high. All woods. it takes is one good laugh, and boom, shit's yeah, back yeah. on. Back I don't on know. Track, I don't know so. who's out in the woods calling our names, but they're no gonna one. have to. Yeah, no one. Was. We're not sharing any of this with them. That's awesome. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I say we share this episode with the listeners uh, yeah i say uh, probably wrap it up and uh and call it good right on any last thoughts for anyone oh, i'd anyone? just like to say you know i thought it was a real treat and pleasure to have our number one uh guest actually speak on the episode this time and he told yeah. a fantastic story oh absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. so it was nice to have eli say good night eli okay <laughs> <laughs> thank you eli for being on you're welcome and uh, anytime, anytime, Eli. Yes. <laughs> Good night, Paul. <laughs> Good night, Dave. Good night, Dave. Good night, everyone. There, that just proves my theory that every podcast is better if it's got some big black balls in it. Beer Plus 3 featured Jeff Swatman, Michael Zamora, and Rick Anderson, along with our special guests. Breathe the intern and Eli Ash. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us at beerplus3 at gmail.com. Good night, Dave. I am speaking into this microphone. Yeah, if you go off slightly, it goes. If I go off this way, so you have to sit just like this the whole time. Just sit like this the whole time. Exactly. (laughs) I'm gonna hold on. You can move your head back. You can move your head back and forth like this. So do this all you want. Do that all you want. Yeah, perfect. That's beautiful, man. (laughs) Let me stand like right here and kind of look down at you a little bit. There you go. (laughs) POV. I'm just trying to get a sense of. It's the POV porn hour. You're just quietly asserting your dominance. Uh, quietly asserting. Quietly. Quietly. Yeah. That's what you do when you stand and stare down <laughs> and watch intently. No, really, what's going through their mind is like, "Fuck! I can't believe this is happening." <laughs> that's really all that's happening there. When you guys speak into this, you got to make sure it's pointing at you. I don't you don't want. <laughs> we got this lovely pale ale. You guys are like the like the bass player and the backup guitar player who have to share a mic when you're doing the backup vocals. You got to sort of both lean in and sing the harmonies to us. You know.
Um, are you still doing that shit? Well, I finally figured out how to fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you enjoy your, your job. I want to you? see your arts and crafts type show and like you, you, your Martha Stewart. Just, like, where you, yeah, I know. Just you want some fucking potpourri? Have some fucking God, potpourri. Damn it! You want me to paint a fucking happy cloud? I'll show you a fucking happy cloud. There you go. That's Screw awesome. the trees, though. They're Bob out. Ross. Yeah. I need a Bob Brass reference earlier. Oh yeah, Quiet we watched the uh, the premiere, uh, the pilot for uh, the Minority Report. Is anybody did anybody watch that movie when it was out? Yes, yes. Yep. Actually, a pretty good movie. I never read the Philip K. Dick novel or anything, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, it was actually I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a very cool movie and you mm-hmm. know, brought up some interesting questions and that and the other. But the show, they they kind of they they take off where the movie ended, yeah. and. Uh, the main character, uh, well, one of the main characters, she is, I've seen better acting in high school plays. I mean, she is <laughs> bad. The only reason she was hired because she's pretty. I swear to God. Oh, yeah. my God. It's, she is bad. But everyone else is okay. But We'd never be out of work if that was a standard. What? It just had to be pretty? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, why do you think I've been at the same place for 10 years? Because I suck good cock. That's why. Are you telling me that? Being pretty is not the standard for IT. No, no, not, not where I work. Oh. <laughs> now I'm. Crushed. What I'm trying to tell you, Rick, is there's no way you'll ever make out. Come with that weak shit. I break kids. Step into my zone. Mad rhymes. I'll stifle you. Lines like rifles go blast when I kick some ass. A lot of rappers be like one-time wonders. So do some of those IT people. Can't say a fly rhyme if there was one right under their noses. I hate motherfucking <laughs> posers. I'm so real to them, it's scary. And my unique skills <laughs> nag when Jeff sneezes, and I can't compare. That was and coffee. no, we don't make whack-mack tracks, and all the Pure suckers coffee. get pushed Tracks. back. And I'm kicking real facts, and We're I represent good. set up real like a tent. You're paranoid because you're a son like Elroy, and you'd be happy as hell if you'd get a record deal. Maybe your soul you'd sell to have mass appeal. I don't know about my soul. I'd give somebody a beer if somebody would listen to the podcast. <laughs> I take it our numbers weren't that good la- uh, this last... They've been okay. Oh, yeah? I don't know. Well, hey, I, that last podcast was fucking phenomenal. Mecca Lecca Hi. Mecca Lecca Ho. Mecca Lecca Eli's here today. Let's Woo-hoo. go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> that was hot. Awesome. Second is Rick Anderson. Yeah, I knew that worked. <laughs> <laughs> this is going on the bloopers reel. Can you say action? No, Go I'm ahead, kidding. Jeff. I'm, all, I'm so ready for this. 